Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the AU Radio Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Katie. Travis. Ian. George. I'm Corey. Corey, George, Ian, Travis, Katie, Greg. I kind of surprised you. Yeah, you messed up the... for a uh, loop going the other way around the table, bro. <laughs> <laughs> messed up the rotation, man. I did. Kind of sick. I, I might need to step out for a second. <laughs> I, 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 I do it. want to call attention to a couple things before we get fired up. I'm really excited. Last week's podcast uh, bounced off of 100 downloads. In fact, we're we're over 100 downloads. So thank you, listeners out there. We really appreciate that. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Absolutely. Thank everyone. Yeah. Thank you guys. Getting some really nice reviews on places if you'd like to be sure and stop into wherever itunes or the uh, AU radio facebook page and uh give us a give us a rating we'd like that just love that a lot of cool things to talk about this week in fact uh, we're also going to try and slide in some special guests at one point and uh talk about an event that happened this last week or yeah it was last week yeah it was last yeah, week last week yeah. uh, the band small oh man yeah, I don't want to get Corey going because he kind of gets a little... I get worked up. I get worked up. Kind of like a puppy. He kind of pees on the floor a little bit. Such <laughs> is that what that stain is? Yes, yes it is. It's been getting so bigger my week. one little thing from that is I got to talk to John, the lead singer, after the, after the thing, and he's a tattoo artist. And he agreed to do a piece for me this year. Oh, nice. At the, at the tattoo convention, and so I'm just super giddy. I, That's I was so emailing cool. them today about it, so I'm really excited. Nice. I want to shout out to my buddy uh, Rod Roddenberry for uh, giving us a shout out. It's the shout out of the shout out uh, about the podcast. Appreciate that. That's Pretty meta. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. But sure. man, that was really cool. It was really really cool when I saw that online last night. I was like, oh my god, really? Oops. Like I know you guys are, are are homies, but that was it's still really like wow. <laughs> that was a huge deal. Yeah. Thank you very much, Rod. Appreciate that. So, so what's going on in store this week? Any cool things? Well, I did a little research earlier this week uh, into one of our topics recently, which was Stretch Armstrong. <clears throat> nice. And, uh, <laughs> I really guy. just i i need I need to drop some knowledge on you guys regarding <laughs> Mr. Armstrong. Did you, you mean out what we the did... orange plastic things were called? Yeah, Vacmans. Oh, back, back nice. Men. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, at least the main guy, the orange guy, was Vacman. Uh, there were other sucking buddies too, but I'm not sure what they were called. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> so off the rails, so no, no, fast. No, 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 no. That's that's accurate. We're still on the rails. They're there. It's a it's a visual image, exactly. but yeah, exactly. We're, we're there may still... be a curve approaching, but we're okay. Yeah. So Stretch Armstrong uh, came out, but there were international variations as well as various monster variations. So uh, there was an Italian uh, Mr. Musculo, and then <laughs> the uh, Mexican El Hombre Elastico, and then uh, Japan had Mr. X. Ah. Uh, I want uh-huh. an El Hombre Elastico. <laughs> like, I didn't know it existed, but I need that in my life. If he had the luchador mask. Oh, done. Yeah, <laughs> hands down. Uh, they, there was a reptilian version. What? Oh, yeah. That's now running the shadow government? He was Stretch <laughs> uh, Monster. Yeah. And then Octopus. And then finally, after, like, I don't know, several years of produ- uh, producing, they got around to licensing characters. So then you had your Stretchy Batman. Your stretchy plastic man, which actually makes sense. That it does. That one actually yeah. makes sense. I'd buy one of those. And then he was <laughs> gone for a while. And then when he came back, this is what I was talking about, where the vac man came into play. And he also had a dog, which I'd forgotten about. And this is what made me the happiest about this entire <laughs> rabbit hole was the dog's name was Fetch Armstrong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Yes. <gasps> uh, George and I were just yeah. talking about. Go ahead. 
Georgia and I were just talking about how um, my husband agreed to buy me a turtle for my birthday that's coming up, and I get to name it Turt Russell. <laughs> did, did you did you read that? <laughs> Which is fantastic. It just there was him. a lady who took her tortoise to the vet and was ashamed to tell the, the vet what the turtle's name was, so they were like, oh, the turtle's name is Fluffy. When yeah. his name was Lord Voldetort. <laughs> I, think I, rem- I think I remember that, yeah. Who would be ashamed of that? I have no idea. It's such a good name. Dude. Well, technically, you're not supposed to say it, right? Right. It's, it's but Fetch Armstrong, man. That yeah. is a that is a golden nugget of deep diving internet that like you just don't normally That's get so that good. pay off. I remember, That's amazing. I remember KB Toys. I remember seeing them there, and that was they actually licensed the mask too. So you had the green version of the dog as well, which was from the the Jim Carrey vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of movies and vehicles, <laughs> the this isn't the first time we mentioned that Stretch Armstrong is going to have a cartoon, and I don't right, know what the right. Stretchy Defenders were called. Keep going. I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, the, one of the first vehicles for Stretch Armstrong that was supposed to be a Tim Allen vehicle, where he was a single dad who not only was physically stretchy, but he just you know he stretched himself. It's like very before thin. the Santa Claus kind of thing. Exactly. Or, yeah. Well, yeah, actually, very much the same movie. That but, would have been a nightmare. Uh huh. <laughs> and then the next concept was a Danny DeVito film, but he said that he wouldn't do it if there were any height jokes. And they figured Stretch Armstrong, Danny DeVito, we can't resist yeah, that. No. So. Yeah, that it would be really like... low, wouldn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Bit of a stretch. I'll be here. Yeah, dude. That's but that. It seems like it would have been the perfect. Like, had he not done the mask, like Jim Carrey around that time yeah. period, would have been. That would have been a kind that of amazing, been amazing thing for him. Actually, that would have been pretty fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of, um, right after last week when we when we were talking about Stretch Armstrong and the ridiculousness of the '80s toys, I was looking up Stretch Armstrong toys. I was not a big Stretch Armstrong was before my time, but I found the one where his teeth and smile was like a third of his body. <laughs> that was terrifying. Why did you guys play with that? Most as kids? most eighties toys were terrifying. You do horrid. remember Cabbage Patch Kids, That's don't you? Fair. I had, That's I had, fair. One of my favorite toys from the eighties was a toy called Dissect an Alien, <gasps> and it was you were this mad scientist, and it had this big rubber mat, and you had this this alien. And you literally had stitches on the stomach that were rubber, mm-hmm. and you pulled them back, and then you opened it up with like this rib spreader thing, and you pulled out its guts <laughs> in this green slime thing, and then you put them in little jars. Like That's that was the whole point of the toy. Awesome. And then you would put him back together and make a little Frankenstein alien. And I loved that thing. Cool. Looking back on it, I'm horrified that it existed. <laughs> I actually to this day still have. Uh, uh, <laughs> Same, same sort of thing, except this was a person. Uh, one of the X-Files figures that came out with the, the, the first X-Files movie had a cadaver. I have that toy. Right? Yeah. It, it has a little gurney, and you can ra- yeah, and yep. if you unwrap the body, then there's this little stretchy, floppy I, cappy. I, yeah. I have uh, both the Scully and Mulder that came with that. Yeah, that was a great set. So, so we were talking about the Stretch Armstrong cartoon. I wanted to throw this out because I saw this just a little bit ago. Apparently, there is a Kickstarter out right now for a new cartoon. In which uh, former President Barack Obama and former Vice President Joe Biden uh, travel through time oh, no. uh, to younger younger versions of themselves. It's called Barry and Joe, uh, <laughs> where, where they go back in time to to solve all the things that are going wrong in the world, um, and they're guided in a very quantum leap esque. Uh, 
If you say Hillary, I'm hitting you. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. It's everything that we wanted but didn't oh, get from Lil Bush I, in 2008. I, I literally read that article just before I came, and I was so happy that he brought up cartoons because I was like, oh, there's, there it is. There's so the time to talk about that. They're turning his presidential term into a series then. <laughs> Again with the T in the nose. <laughs> yes, yeah. It was. It it looks. Opinions expressed. Or I want to. Yes, my own. There you go. <laughs> I want to show you the 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 Kickstarter for it. So bad. We'll look at it. it after sounds this. fantastic. It's, I just really it. wanted you to say that they were going to be guided through time by that little green guy that was in the Flintstones. <laughs> What was his name? Gazoo. The Gazoo. Yeah, the Gazoo. 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 Oh, Gazoo. Oh my yeah. goodness, that's amazing. I don't know why, but that would that, that would, would wonderful. that would make the whole thing. I really like the way your brain works, Travis. <laughs> I knew there was a reason we kept you around. Yeah. Be sure and send those comments to podcast <laughs> at advunderground.com. Adv Thank you. Welcome to the forgotten episode. There, there you go. <laughs> Hey, and speaking of cartoons, I got two pieces on cartoons this week. Uh, Deadpool animated series. No. It, yes. There is a... It, it's in the... Gilbert it's in Godfrey? the... Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was not close, but it was... That was, that was close. Yeah. I need to scream a little more. Yeah, probably. Uh, understanding that it is going to be obviously different from the movie... That's probably good. Probably, <laughs> yeah. That's a fair assessment. But I, you know, I can almost see almost a Peter Parker Spider-Man-ish, but really snarky, snarky-er. Is it I, supposed I, to be for kids? I would assume so. Ideally, it's well, for preschoolers. Well, he did pop into that yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> animated <laughs> series. Seems like he? where he belongs. Yeah, I'm a horrible okay. parent. What if? Okay, tried here to you buy go. Death How about they? They already had cartoons. It's Pink Panther style, right? I mean, just turn because there was a cartoon at the end of Deadpool, wasn't there? The whole bit where he'd get, yeah. Yeah. you know, hallucinating and all that and unicorns. and So just take that, like the Pink Panther cartoon, based off the little animatics in the movies, and same concept. Just turn it into half-hour delightful vehicles for young children. I'm over the moon <laughs> for that idea. Mm -hmm. That is a brilliant idea. Yeah, because I actually, I mean, I really enjoyed Deadpool, but I think I enjoyed the credits more than I did anything else. It was it's very entertaining. I, I don't know. Well, the movie was over at that point, so you could get up and go. I could, but I didn't. Wow. Speaking of which, yeah, I, I could feel <laughs> less uncomfortable for all the uh, like eight-year-olds that was in the movie theater with me. Oh but... my god, yeah. <sighs> I'll tell you about the time I saw House of a Thousand Corpses sometime. <gasps> uh, Ooh. There oh, there's a tease. There. There's a lot of little kids there. Was... Tease with no payoff. That's yep. that's a that's a Greg move. Right from your playbook. Thank I, you. I Bill Belichick to you. Thank you. And that's the only football reference I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did run across another cartoon uh, animated thing this week that uh, just excited me a lot was um, Batman versus Two-Face. This is going to be a full-length animated feature, and it's a 1966 Batman. Really? What? And it's Adam West doing the last performance of Batman. It's Robin, the original Robin coming Bert back. Ward. Burt Ward's coming back to do Robin. Now, I want you to sit down for just a minute. And if you're listening, I need you to stop the vehicle. If you're listening in the car and put down any sharp knives because Two-Face is going to be 
voiced by William Shatner. No way! What? <laughs> Are you... There is already a trailer out there. I watched it today. I just screamed when I heard Shatner doing... <laughs> You know, Two Face, and he's he's doing this kind of rough kind of. And I'm thinking, Are you wait a minute, <laughs> Captain Kirk goes crazy. <laughs> was, was he using the shatter paws? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So Julie Newmar is going to be back as Catwoman, and yes. I, I guess it's to be released in like October. So I'm just I'm just like wow. really there super, has to be super. a fight scene where he just rolls on the ground and then gets up and does the double hand chop. Yes, dude. God, yes. That'd be so funny. Anything's better than assault on Arkham, honestly. That no, no, dude. That movie was. I was just excited about the fact it was '66 Batman. Now they yeah. did one before that though, didn't they? That was like Batman Returns or something. That was '66. Batman. It seems that I saw something. They did one, I think, but I don't remember the title of it. Every all the animated stuff that DC has put out has been pretty stellar. Yeah, Killing Joke. It it treads a lot of toes. If you ignore the first fifteen minutes of the animated Killing Joke, it's amazing. It's well, it's amazing because it's a shot for shot, line for line remake of the Killing Joke. They didn't do anything except for the first 15 minutes there's this whole thing with batman and batgirl and she's i don't know it's that part's stupid but if you ignore that but then again they kind of had to so just in case you had somebody that had no idea who batgirl was it's not what i wanted (laughs) (laughs) so it's not i'm just kidding i I will edit you my opinions are my own (laughs) i I just uh, anyway very cool trailer. Go check it out. Uh, Batman versus Two Face. Uh, I did want to move over real quick though, um, and and do a quick chat about the uh, the small concert. Yeah. That was that was in, and this is kind of your baby because you're you kind of peed yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's it's, I it's all right. Out. I do. Yeah. So uh, talk about the concert. I mean, it's really really very cool. Oh, it was it was amazing. Like uh, the Savage Henry's opened, um, local punk icons. They're they're awesome and named for a, a throwaway line in Fear and Loathing, which is really cool. Hmm. Um, those guys are dope. Um, they were really good. And then um, a group called Gale Force played. Uh, Gale Force was actually uh, their rhythm section was uh, George and uh, Chris Dodd from. Ladybird, which was uh, the what kind of small turned into after they, they mm-hmm. yeah around ninety four, um, but small came out and it was it was this gorgeous backdrop. Like even though it was smoky and one hundred and ten outside, it was outside, and they played with the cable bridge right behind them, like right on Clover Island, and it was it was transcendent, man. I got to be fifteen again for an hour and a half, nice. and then laugh when the mosh pit broke out and i was like none of these guys realize they're not 20 anymore <laughs> but it, myself included like we were all it was pretty great though I, I was next to travel almost the whole time it was it was a blast it was a it was a blast and and pete um greenberg that put it put everything together uh really blessed us old folks with a, a cool day of rock and roll and then again the next day with a an old friendly reunion 
which had kind of a jam session feel to it. Well, and and we had the opportunity uh, this last week to to talk with Pete and um, about that project, and we want to slide that in here real quick and play that for you so that you can kind of catch up on what that project was all about. We have Pete and Megan with us, and I I guess maybe I should let you guys tell the story. You're going to let girls go first, or are you going to be chauvinistic about this, Pete? Oh, no, I'm going to let Pete, like, step in it (laughs) first, and then I'll come in and clean it up. All right, good. I was trying to figure out a way to do both, of like, (laughs) you go first, darling. Oh, Oh, no, no, please, you go. No. No. I insist. Uh, So, my name's Pete. Uh, I started up... A record label unintentionally. It, what I didn't set out to do it. Uh, I had what I thought was a good idea, and it sort of cascaded into, oh, I guess this has to be a, official. Huh. <laughs> um, and the the first record that we I sort of went after and, and, and wanted to reissue was a uh, Small's Finnish one. Small, the band from the Tri Cities. I right. think they did fairly well back in the '90s, and I felt like it always had this sort of or a mystique still sort of hanging over like ripple effect of what they'd done musically and people sort of still whisper the name or at least in my version people still whisper the name was that was that like an automatic thing like oh man i'd like to just like why don't i own this on vinyl pretty much like i i work from home so i'm just home a lot with like the laptop and like headphones and music on shuffle and it would come up and be like i really like vinyl <laughs> i really like i really like this on vinyl I wonder what that would take to get it on vinyl. I don't. I don't know how to make vinyl. I don't know how to get that done. I wonder if they'd play a show. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's a dangerous thing to do because I've been in the broadcasting business for ages and I know exactly what you're saying. Right. You just sort of start like wandering in your thoughts and uh-huh. like, well, that was fun. This would be cool. Like, and and I lo- I love vinyl. Like, I really love records and especially this resurgence that we've had of like color and design shape and like the effects they can put into them. And like, it's just fascinating now. And like, I got rid of all my CDs a handful of years ago because I thought I'm going to go all digital. And then just like, it's just slowly being replaced by heavier, bigger objects. <laughs> Far more expensive <laughs> items. I, re- I really love the inconvenience and the and the expensiveness of vinyl. I mean, like, you know, it's But they fine. are so, so pretty. They're pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's that yes. tactile, you have yes. to well, touch that's it, the thing. So. Anytime anybody posts up over in, in the record store side of the store, everybody brings, like, their bag of records for the day. Like, we've all got record store bag, bags that we bring. And it's a it's a pain <laughs> it, it, oh yeah but uh, to the point that there's now like a crate behind the thing that's just employee records that we decided not to take home <laughs> totally <laughs> so it's the, it is amazingly inconvenient but god you just love doing it the, oh the, the pomp and circumstance of putting a, a record on and like i remember in what 95 when uh pearl jam put out pythology was the first record that I had been readily accessible in record stores in quite a few years. And it came out like a month before the CD and tape did. And so I bought it because it had Spin the Black Circle on it. I was like, I want that on a record. I didn't have a record player yet yet, anymore, (laughs) but I wanted that record. I mean, I had had like a, a couple, a handful of singles and stuff floating around from back in the day, but when that dropping that record <laughs> spinning it and you're <laughs> laughing it back in the you day always <laughs> when i say yeah. back in the day back in the day but yeah. dropping the needle on that record and i was like that which is what the song tells you to do yeah, exactly and that's I mean, like that's instructional yep <laughs> sent me down a road that has emptied my wallet so many times <laughs> oh 
<laughs> so you, you had this desire to have this this album that was obviously not available any longer. I, my understanding Correct. is that uh, the the album sold extremely well back in the nineties and. Uh, yeah, for for an independent band, right at the time of like the '90s, when really that sort of alternative music scene broke open, because you know, like '91 is the year that that grunge broke, as has been sure, dubbed. Sure. And not that this is a grunge band, but we're going to lump them in for the purposes of there wasn't another topic. Right. Right. So yeah. boom, Nirvana blows up, and and Pearl Jam's blowing up, and and Soundgarden's doing well, and everyone's like, oh my god, Seattle, 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 and we had small. Mm-hmm. And small, I felt was just as comparable. Like they were doing their own thing, and they were blowing up. And like for a band from Eastern Washington, nowhere, to be holding their own, and they started selling CDs, and they started selling tapes, and like thousands. I think I don't have accurate-ish numbers. I wasn't the label at the time, but they sold like five thousand, I think, copies of the album in cassette and CD form. Like that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge for no internet. It didn't exist then, and any sure, like selling sure. model. Yeah. So that's touring and, and hustling, and that's really a testament to their label at the time and the band of like just working hard. So, based on that, it's like, well, this band is better than maybe your average band, or like they have that magic that one in every one hundred bands gets. So it's always been in that mystique of like, what do we do? What do we do? Like that's our band. Like you, you Seattle have your scene, but we have small. And that's that's one hundred percent it. It was just you felt, I mean, down to down to what they were singing about, the the songs on the album. You know, you had out at the Delta. Everybody ended up out at the Delta at once. You know, <laughs> but I mean, you just connected to it on a level that like. But at the same time, these were your guys. This was your band. While everybody else had Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains, whatever it happened right. to be. But you also knew these dudes. Right. Like, and that was, it was, the it's like a surreal version of that fan worship, but you're still like, oh, that cat works at Red Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was also sort of like the sound of sort of the music experience in the Tri-Cities. When you think about going to like the Hoedown Center and going to all the shows, when I think of that and just like the sound of all, whether it's DNC or Q's or World Funeral, like to me, like, small sort of encompasses like all of that which is what makes sort of this release so amazing it's takes you like right back to you know doing mosh pits and the hoedown i mean that's what everyone like goes to is like that moment where you're just like you know it's crazy and sweaty and people are doing things they aren't supposed to and <laughs> so the tracy's the tracy's had a sound and yeah. small was very much part of what like defined that sound but it all was like weird like kind of hair metal-y for yeah. in the mid yeah. 80s and stuff and then yeah, fugazi so came to town yeah and after Fugazi <laughs> came to town, it changed the sound permanently. And that's it's from that from looking in. That's what I always it, perceived it as. Well, it got was, it got a lot artier for sure. Yeah. After that when, Fugazi when was thing. Fugazi though? Ninety three, I want to say. One of the oh. first more precedenting the after dark phenomenon. Uh, Corey was talking about one of the first times he ever got kicked off radio, <laughs> and it was um, legalize it. Yeah, oh, it was, that's <laughs> great because he played legalize it by small and. Um, Afterwards, I was like, what is this band? I need to hear it. And I just couldn't find anything because it was just the band. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's almost impossible to, like, Google search, like, small band of, like, trying to put this whole project together and trying to, like, sure. track down their pressing, sure. test pressings or reviews yeah. or any sort of clips of, like, uh-uh. no. Uh-uh. Like, I spent so- an afternoon over at the, the Columbia City Library, like, going through their microfiche. Oh, and wow. entertainment pages, oh, like geez. trying to print out articles, because I knew they were in there, and I know every like Friday they would publish like the events calendar stuff. So I know there's stuff, but like 
all yeah. day just yeah. searching through ads. So what brought you to this point then? So I'm admittedly a bit lazy. And I thought didn't expect to hear that. But no, that's all right. that's, that's <laughs> no, and like with Refreshing. this with this plan with with the label, the record was like, I wonder if I can get someone else to do it. Like I just want the record. I want someone else to do all the work. Say like, hey Pete, great idea. <laughs> and then I can just buy a record. I can just spend my twenty bucks and be done. This sounds like a win. And I talked to a couple of people who had labels, and they're like, eh, it's not our thing, or like, uh, I don't, I don't really think it's gonna work. I'm like, okay, well. I still think this is. I still think this is a good idea. Like I, I can't, and I have. I mean, like, look, we're now at 25 years after the fact. I have no quantifiable numbers that I know what I'm talking about. It's gut instinct of like, I still think this is a thing. I'm gonna go talk to the band, and I went and talked to you. And there's five band members, and you know, two live in the Tri Cities, and three live in Seattle, and like, and I met with each of them individually. Of like, I have this idea, and I want to do this, and I think this is gonna work. And each of them looked at me like I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, polite stupid, but like, yeah, you can do that if you want to. Hmm. How do you really feel about that? Uh, <laughs> kind of stupid. And, and we, you know, like each conversation would wrap up with like, I think they were not wanting to shoot me down because I'm so excited. But we're like, well, like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. But the next guy probably is not going to want to like that's their out kind of like a, oh sweetie oh oh right my. like no 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 like <laughs> you know i'm on your side but like the other guy i mean and yeah. people are busy with life and they have kids and jobs and taking time out to reform a band that existed 20 some odd years ago i get is a, a big ask and we went down the line of all five and they all you know chose different people who would say no and they all said yes Nice. No one said no. Or at least that's what he told them. Right. And like, and I, and I, Everybody else is on board. I legitimately had that thought of like, well, if someone says no, I might just say like, oh, everyone else said yes. I mean, and there was some hemming and hawing of like, look, we don't want to be just like, we're old guys and we had songs when we were in high school. And I totally respect that. Oh, like, yes. I don't want that for them. But I'm still like, I still think this is a good idea. And they went, wait, everyone said yes? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I went like, "Look, I'll do all the work. Like, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll figure it out, and I'll talk to people, and I'll get the thing, and we'll make it happen." And they're like, "Yeah, let us know." And I started this idea in what is it, 2017 now? So I started it two years ago. So two years ago, almost to the month, um, I've been working on this thing, trying to like nice find the artwork, which I thought I'm like, "Oh, the artwork already exists, so it's just easy to just blow it up and you put it on an album." 100% that's no. not how you no. No. Do, no. So like where's the artwork? I don't know. Well okay, so like if you have a CD, you can't take a CD directly to master to vinyl. You need a little more something like that and there's audio technique stuff that will skip for the purpose so, of So masters were there masters left of the recording? Don't know where they are. Ah, okay. <laughs> right. Like this is oh, no. th yeah, there's 100% of like I don't know. Oh yeah, we have some recording somewhere. Well, my Sophobic changed hands like five or six right. times. Right, their original label changed a couple of people, and those guys have you know moved on to different things. And I assure you, they're not looking to like hang on to giant heavy reels and like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still have, have some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got a collection now. <laughs> okay, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, you spend a little time on the internet or on phone or like reading liner notes of like, well, who recorded the album? Let's go there. And I talked to the guy who recorded the album. He's like, oh yeah, uh, I still have those files. Like, oh, you, you have the files. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, we can clean those up no problem for, for vinyl. 
Nice. Oh my God, this got easy, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, and actually I have some old demos too that like never got released. And I'm like, ah. And we found like a song that the band never released. Nice. So I'm like, here's something that just never saw the light of day that like, let's make it see the light of day. So that's kind of great to find extra, extra. It's not just demos of songs you know, but. So you make more. a 25, uh, 25th anniversary edition, a special edition. Right, so like, you know, you get the vinyl, uh, the record, and it's, you know, the album as you know it, and then the download comes with a bunch more stuff. Like, we're going yeah. in as much as we can to make it exciting and fun, and it just kind of kept trickling. The artwork was, you know, not easy because we couldn't find the original photos, so we actually sort of built them off the back screens of, like, the old CD images, which is a whole graphic design process, and... So we're down the road now. We're and down the, road. Uh, the the band just performed live locally. Yes. Oh man, it's just just the there the things that struck me last night is one it was like a really weird class reunion. Yes. <laughs> but better? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's the one I would want to go to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it was weird to me like I didn't recognize some faces but I recognized some tattoos. Like I didn't <laughs> that arm or that. Didn't that tattoo used to be a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, and, and, and higher up. Yeah, and uh, so we're we're sitting there, and it was weird because I was like watching and getting ready to go, and the show starts, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm 100. The first song started. John came out and started singing, and I'm I cried. I was overwhelmed by like, holy crap, I'm 14 again. Like this is yeah, insane. Yeah. And uh, it was so good. And then the mosh pit blew up, and I was like, none of these guys don't, they, nobody here knows they're not 20 anymore. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Uh, and Travis goes, I, I guarantee you we're going to see a hip go flying by. <laughs> just big, middle-aged, beardy dudes just it going just, insane. Just, That's terrifying. There was one dude, there was one little, uh, one little guy just skanking, like going around. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Um, but that's, that's when I remembered everybody was I would see a guy in the pit that I'm like, oh yeah, that's where that dude was every show. And those two girls over there dancing that are doing the exact same dance. <laughs> like that's when it all that's kind of so boiled great. up. It was oh, really amazing. That's... It was such a wonderful like experience all the way over. Pulled it all together. Oh man, it was beautiful. I was I was literally overwhelmed though. I I feel like I would be remiss in mentioning that like like we skipped a step in the so the label is sort of operating as a project management label and we crowdsource for all of our funding mm -hmm. to get the, so it's really fan driven and like that's what I'm trying to engage audience to artist so really this record exists I had an idea and a whole lot of people went yes that's a good idea so it's, it's a huge thanks to everybody who contributed and bought a record or showed up or, or donated money because people just randomly donated and have to be like you know we don't have things at like that reward tier level of what you gave They're like yeah we just want to see it happen I'm like High five! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Free sticker. Yeah. So you guys, you guys did finish one, and it's been a, a rousing success, pretty much. It has oh. so far like beyond surpassed my expectations, and and it's just pushing you into a new business in a way. Uh, and that's like, like at some point you're like, I I thought I could just sort of do one, like oh I have a small record, and great, yeah. it's done, and now I've learned how to do it, and I can go on and go back to my day job and just stop doing no. play record things and you know have a wife who would like some attention because that's what wives do and we had a baby and I'm like oh let's start a record label and have a baby in the same year nice no <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I'm, I'm very excited about both and I love both 
but wow, that is not the way to do it. Like, <laughs> never I is. I am tired. Never is. I'm so tired. Megan, thanks for bringing him in. Um, <laughs> Pete, thanks for putting up with us. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you're out there. Oh, we're done? I got more stories. Living the life and <laughs> loving it. He's like, I have 40 more minutes. Like, no, I'm, I'm, sorry, you have to leave. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep I'm working. staying. There you go. There you now. go. Hey, appreciate you guys coming up and... Um, you know, let's uh, let's keep in touch. We want to know what's going on next. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks so Great. much. Thank you. That was really a, a, a pretty cool thing that Pete put together. And uh, again, if if you guys are interested in a copy of the album, I think you we talked about so the fact we sold out downstairs. Okay, cool. Uh, but uh, I talked to Pete the the next day, and we've got more on the way. Um, so there will be copies. We're the only store on the east side of the state that has it. Um, there's one store I think in Seattle that might have it. Um, we also have T-shirts left from it for them. So if you want to rock some cool old, old style, it's the the finished one cover. We've got those down there too. Nice. Not to get all commercially, but I I will put a, that band out there as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, just so cool seeing you know it's still one of my favorite singers ever. Right, John's voice is so incredible. And is a way of emoting, like just the way he puts yeah. it's it's different than anybody else and you know, they defined the Trace City sound for everybody for a long time and it was wonderful. That's cool. And and it's important that we talk about those things that are indicative and um kind of our own things yeah. here in the area, even though we're chucking this out. Well I say a hi to the folks in China, by the way, that have been listening to the podcast. We wow. appreciate that. You guys wanna come over and attend a concert? Well, you know. <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> yes be glad to make that happen and the dudes so in cool. brazil and and the dude in brazil and and the uh the folks in france and uh in the uk france really yes really we, we got some french listeners and uh parlez-vous français um, <laughs> what up yo yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what's brand new in comics this week guys so uh highlight of comics of the week for me was uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Mr. Miracle number one. Mr. A Miracle. fairly obscure character to your average reader, but uh, it's part of uh, rest in peace, Jack Kirby's New Gods um, avenue of DC's continuity. And it it has a, a fairly uh, fairly heavy dose of like stuff that has come before that's implied but Travis and I were just talking about it this morning. It's not so much that you can't get into it and kind of start to wrap your head around what's going on, but uh, it's uh, written by Tom King, guy who has been doing Batman for the last like year or so, and before that did, I think, an Eisner winning run of The Vision at Marvel. And he is, uh, I think he is bringing that quality that won him the award uh, over to this series, and it's gonna be a 12 issue, like all year long series. It's. The first issue was kind of crazy. It uh, kind of jumps you right into the deep end of what's going on. Yeah, it was dark. Yeah, very dark <laughs> opening couple of pages that really set the tone for the series. But uh, really, really high-quality writing. Artwork was amazing. It's looking like it's going to be a really, really good series going forward. What other highlights this week? Uh, not once on Corey's note of not trying to be commercially, but uh, we did have a really awesome, incredibly popular game, board game, just come back in in plentiful supply, uh, Terraforming Mars, which has been like the sweetheart of the nerdy board gaming community for about a year now, maybe a little less, but 
Uh, we have lots of it back in. I'm probably going to get a copy myself just because everybody and their dog says it's a really, really good game. But uh, that's fun. I haven't played it yet, so I can't actually speak to uh, the quality of it. But if everybody is to believed, you should get it. <laughs> Are we gonna? Is there gonna be a copy of it uh, to be played at ConfuseCon? I might just have to bring one. ConfuseCon is also this weekend that Brandon uh, yeah. was on. And yep. I'd actually be surprised if somebody wasn't already bringing that. Right on. Yeah. But we, if if not, we'll absolutely supply a copy. Cool. It, it wasn't this week, but uh, a couple weeks ago, the first issue of the last ever run of Elephant Men came out. Elephant Men is something that is very near and dear to my heart. It's one of the most, in my opinion, one of the more like... It's over? Yeah, no, they're after... No, well, they've... We're, they, so, we're sorry to break this news yeah, to you, Yeah, no, George, after this, they've announced, they're like, we're, we're done for the foreseeable future. We're not going to touch it anymore. Sorry, I didn't mean... In, uh, no, no, totally. No, totally. It's very... It's, um, <laughs> it's very like... Not post-apocalyptic, but it takes place a couple hundred years in the future where this mad scientist decided he wanted to um, create super soldiers. So he fused um, animal DNA with human DNA with elephants and crocodiles and hyenas and The hippo gangster guys were Yeah, a uh, hip flask. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so That's he just breeds... The, so he breeds them and raises them and treats them horribly it's one of the saddest comics i've ever read in my whole life um to be these super soldiers and they just un decimate everyone so like the united nations was like we have to stop this guy so they take him so they take him down and i believe they execute him so don't do spoilers now no no okay but this is like the basis <laughs> of the story i promise i promise okay all right so but then they um but the guy's dead. But the <laughs> elephant men, as they're called, but they're more than just elephants. But they are assimilated into society, but they're treated as second-class citizens. And it just takes place in that. It's one of the most beautiful, heart-wrenching, gross stories I've ever <laughs> read in my entire life. And I'm, I'm really going to miss it. I'm really excited that it's going again. I don't normally get that uh, heart-wrenching and gross in the same <laughs> sentence, but... I guess, you know, whatever well, works. Welcome to hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm your girl to help you find those. Speaking, speaking of gross and... Heart-wrenching? My favorite thing that came out this week was uh, the reissue hardcover of Neonomicon. Yes. Alan Moore's Cthulhu story, uh, which has Courtyard in it, um, which is... It's heinous. Not for the faint of heart. Heinous. Also, not for the weak stomachs. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> But it's so well done. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful. Well, speaking of Cthulhu, that's uh, you guys featured um, the the writings, the author yeah. of of all of that this last week, right? Well, it's it's coming up actually. Well, it's coming uh, up on the August twentieth. Yeah. Um, in the cafe, we are having uh, a celebration for H.P. Lovecraft's birthday. There you go. Um, and it's the day before the solar eclipse. Yeah. So if Cthulhu is going to come back. <laughs> That's when it's gonna happen. Yeah, we're gonna be showing a lot of um, like animated and I believe non-animated like short films based off of H.P. Lovecraft's writings, and we're gonna um, I believe do some trivia, and we're gonna be having some creepy treats in the cafe. So August twentieth, five to eight in the cafe. Looking forward to it. I you know I've I've read the, the actual Lovecraft you know saga, and it's it's bizarre. Do you have a particular favorite of those? Probably the first one, you know, just to get the whole thing started because it lays the groundwork. But 
Yeah, it's a little on the. Mm-hmm. I've always been a Mountains of Madness guy. Like the, that story is, well, and how much it's influenced like some of my favorite stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, even uh, Prometheus. Yeah. Like the the alien story that uh, Ridley Scott did is very Mountains of Madness, um, and so. Real quick, I would like yeah. to interject. If we're, if we're in that lull, a big, a, a, a very sincere rest in peace um, for Haruo Nakajima. Oh, yeah. Um, the actor that was originally in the, the Godzilla suit. We're all big kaiju fans, and mm-hmm. that one, I mean, he was 88, but like, that's, that's still, a good run, but yeah, it still sucks because yeah. that's, yeah. that's a piece of my favorite part of cinema history, so... Oh yeah, indeed. Uh, we sat and watched the the brand new one, um, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, Shin How Godzilla. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Really? really, really enjoyed it. Now, what we did at one point is we adjusted the television set to black and white. Ooh. Which, you know, they did that with um, with Logan. Mm-hmm. They released a, a black and white version of Logan, which was just beyond i think we talked about that mad here. max too yeah mad max fury road and really? they didn't do that with with this but you know i just went in and pulled the color completely out and it was amazing wow it was just like watching a you know an original godzilla movie that is rad That's sick yeah and and we did that kind of just the the night after just kind of a little tribute to, to be able cool. to do yeah, that totally but, my boys are godzilla fanatics yeah um, yeah. They have multiple disc sets that they they pick a different one every night. They don't know all the titles, but uh, not too long ago um, on the El Rey Network, every year on the 4th of July, they have a kaiju marathon. And it was really one of the greatest things ever is my, my six-year-old son comes in and I'm watching the 1998 Godzilla with uh, Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. which not not anybody's favorite, but he comes in and... He sits down next to me, and he's like, I know this one. And I said, oh, yeah, which one's this? He's like, this is the one with Zilla. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Zilla? And he was like, yeah, in Japan, they, this is this one sucks. They don't call it God. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. wow, dude, that's accurate. How did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> the clapbacks and the quips that Corey's kids have are unprecedented. <laughs> Oh god! I, I did I'd love try to, to get them, them to name the koala downstairs, but he, they wouldn't do it. They 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 don't perform on cue. <laughs> no, they're improv. They're they're, they're 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 Andy Kaufman, man. They bring it when they feel it, and the rest of the time they're like, meh, whatever. Well, we we need to post up. a picture of him and then have listeners a, name, a naming costume. They've been costume. in the store for five minutes, and they're like, hey, let's go look at the Godzilla figures that we have in the glass. Yeah, I showed them around this morning, and they immediately, <laughs> and I was. I immediately, we were talking about um, the original actor. I've, I walk over to Corey and I'm like, I didn't want to tell you that Godzilla's dead in front of your kids. And he goes, thank you. Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> that I would have really, I really appreciate that. It would have been bad. <sighs> the, other, the other thing, I just stumbled across this awesome little internet gold earlier today. Um, Seth Meyers that does the late right, show right um has been doing a, a feature i guess for a while now that i was unaware of but i just stumbled across it this morning um, where he brings on leslie jones from saturday night live who was in ghostbusters, ghostbusters reboot yeah and uh they they watch game of thrones together oh really what? it's called game of jones 
and it is <laughs> it is amazing it is so funny and in the last one uh she's going off and it's it's great because basically she just goes ape and he sits and laughs and that's yeah. that's the format of it is they watch it she cracks jokes he he freaks out but so this time he set up this like little surprise and they're they're <laughs> they're sitting there watching the episode and she starts talking smack about varies the, mm-hmm. the character varies and the dude that plays him just walks in <gasps> like walks behind her and they're, they're sitting in a living room and walks behind her and she looks up and she just loses it <laughs> jumps up runs behind gives him a big hug and she's like i was just talking all this smack about you <laughs> and it was amazing it's and like, i heard it all and, <laughs> and it's so good but then he she's going off about it and he's sitting next to her he's like i haven't seen the episode and she was oh, like, nice. well, you're there. And he was like, I am in the parts that I'm in. Like, I don't see everything <laughs> else. And so he's sitting there eating popcorn with them in full costume, by the way. That's so <laughs> awesome. And he's eating popcorn and basically correcting her whenever she says something wrong. <laughs> and it was, it's brilliant. If you got a chance, find it. It's all on the Late Show's YouTube page. There's a is bunch it of like them. a like a side stream format, like MST3K, that sort of thing? Yeah, it's it's it does it, it'll just show you a clip of what they're seeing and then cut oh, back gotcha. to them on the couch. The relevant parts, yeah. yeah. So HBO, so HBO doesn't just sue the crap out it's, of them. It's <laughs> so <laughs> funny though. I do want to bring something to light, and that's the um, the bat that's in the room. I was going to say the elephant that's in the room, but the bat that is in the room. Um, you put a post out this last week on uh, the the Adventures Facebook page that had this shot of was the, what like a dozen of them I don't know six or so. There's ten, I think. Um, yeah. of, of these um, Lucille bats from Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and I could have sworn that that was an actual bat with actual barbed wire wrapped around it, and I'm trying to think of these. Kind of, what happened with actual <laughs> with actual blood spatter? <laughs> well, I knew the blood spatter was probably not real, but I thought, oh my lord! You, you don't just, know. We're it's, just ready, man. You we're don't know. So you don't know, Greg. It gets weird around here sometimes. And that's and that's the part of the episode where I'm going to lose my wife right there. <laughs> <laughs> she hates whenever I bring up Red Dog. <laughs> uh, that is an awesome kind of prop. It really is, and yeah. when they're relatively inexpensive, but they came in, and I. When I saw them up for order, I was like, I know there is a diehard Walking Dead fan base uh, that will totally love these. And I even and then I threw out the idea of, of everybody in the store being Negan for Halloween. <laughs> Just oh, nice. toting them around, yeah. which would be fun. <laughs> a lot of news this last week in regards to Arrow Season 6. Now, I know we had a conversation about Arrow here a few weeks ago, and I kind of bailed on it mid, I don't know, second or third season or something because it just kind of got too... It got um, squirrely. CW, yeah. <laughs> it got it, squirrely. It got very squirrely. Uh, I'm, I'm understanding that uh, this is being promised to be the, like the, the biggest and baddest bad guy this year. And Slade Slade's back uh, with Deathstroke, but they're also talking about Deathstroke's son being uh, brought on board and I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, and I also saw a bit of a uh, a trailer on season six and it looks like Deathstroke is a good guy now or he bounces back and forth kind of, time. Yeah. yeah and I He's again I fluid. 
I, I, <laughs> I haven't seen, you know, seasons, you know, four, five, and most of three probably. So I was Four little... and five are worthwhile. I liked four and five. I went back and watched them. And I, I also heard that season seven, they've all already agreed. I think season seven's in development, but there, there was a lot of there's a lot of crossover stuff going on with with Flash. And I thought initially that was just as a, a vehicle to try and sell Flash, but they've been keeping that going. Well, yeah, it's I like that aspect of it is going like creating that universe for the TV series. I wish they I I hope they don't Smallville it. And because like everybody loved the weird Justice League thing that happened on Smallville, but it was whole <laughs> ham-fisted and bad. I know bad, but if you could do um, if they can get the rights to do it, it'd be, you could do a lot of really. You didn't like oh, the yeah. Aquaman wetsuit that <clears throat> Alan Richmond had. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't, Katie. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> So I'm I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I, I'm not super excited about going back to the CW kind of version of Arrow. Do I give it another try? Yes. And I'm going to throw this out to you know listeners too. Uh, email me if if you feel like I'm wasting my time. Corey's already said yes. So I think you should. It gets good again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to do that with Agents of Shield. So I'm trying to kind of catch back up on that one, but. I stand mm. on the opposite side of the fence with that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Run away. <laughs> I Run wanted away. it to be a, a much bigger thing because I, I love the Inhumans and I wanted them to be something. What? What do you have? You seen the trailer for that? I have seen the trailer for the the show that they they have in development, and I think it's. I don't know. It it it, it looks really cool from what they've released. I'm excited to see that Ramsey Bolton is a bad guy again. I like that guy. Um, but in Lockjaw, it just looks really cool. As yeah. Yeah. Medusa's hair looks kind of anticlimactic, though. I, I, that. I, I understand that it's kind of hard for a TV show to have like just that amazing... Medusa hair. Medusa hair. I, I'm trying to think of like the thing. Anyway, Um I understand that it's kind of hard for them to have that execution there, but that's a huge part of Medusa. It really is. Yeah. But, but. I, th- I think Black Bolt looks pretty cool. Black Bolt does look pretty cool. That's definitely a highlight of it. You know, I you were trying to talk about you know like CG and yeah. so forth in in, yeah. in the shows, and I think it, you know there's good and there's bad out there. Yeah. Travis has made definitely. some really amazing CG films. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. Transformers. Amazing. That's actually heavy quotations. <laughs> Transformers has nothing on Travis. <laughs> you see the one of one of his daughters in the the little jeep with the lightsabers. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Laser girl. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> so do tell. I mean, that's. Uh, are you going to bring him in so we can see him here? We the, can, the we, can sh- we can show him on the podcast. Oh, you, you, you we can, can probably show him on the podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. Just listen to him. Quick, uh, quick shout out birthday to uh, my friend Crystal Allen, who was um, on a couple of the Anaconda movies many, many moons ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost... <laughs> Corey did, did his spit take. <laughs> I didn't, dude. Uh... But what I remember most of is. Um, she was in Star Trek Enterprise as one of the Orion slave girls. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, other birthdays this week. Uh, Halle Berry is uh, 
turning 50. No way. Really? Really. Still looks awesome. Speaking wow. to James Bond, she did uh, one of those. Uh, Susan Olson from the Brady Bunch is 55. She was little, was it, what was it, Cindy. little Cindy? Cindy Lou Who? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cindy. <laughs> yeah, Cindy. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is uh, getting old. She's 26. <laughs> and on the cover of Vogue this, this Yeah. Week. Yeah. yeah. And you... coming back as Mystique again. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see the preview for the horror movie that she's in, Mother? Yes. That looks no, I sick. It. it looks good. I saw the yeah. poster come up on IMDb, but <laughs> I need to sit and watch that. Ooh, it's scary looking. I'm super stoked about it. I'm I'm a sucker for uh, previews. If if the preview looks fine, it's the worst with horror movies because they can make a garbage horror movie look really really. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying Mother is going to be bad. I'm just saying that I've gone to see horror movies thinking, well, like oh the preview looks amazing, the trailer looks great, and then the movie's just oh it's terrible. Negative yeah. four out of ten to yeah. the point where. Back when movie rentals were a thing, my husband was like, you're not allowed to pick movies anymore. <laughs> I'm doing that from now on every time you pick just a terrible, terrible movie. We had a friend like that. <laughs> Never. I, <laughs> Never again. I just hated going to video rental stores at the time because there was just this wall of stuff that looked awesome and I knew it was bad. You know, it just looked awesome. The titles were awesome. Yeah. But I just knew it was crap. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like Those Roger are the Corbin best ones. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> I know this wasn't even that kind of stuff. You know, this uh -oh. was this was just you know there was no reason for it to even be made in the first place. So um, well, it's like it, when uh, the blockbuster heyday. I remember there was always there was always the knockoff film that was trying to ride the coattails of whatever was big oh, yeah. in the theater yeah. at the time. So there's like Transmorphers and Snakes on a Train. <laughs> I love those. All the, <laughs> all of the 87 Paranormal Activity ripoffs. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was always, there was always like, it was it had a name that was really close. Yeah. 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 And then it was just, how did you get this? <laughs> Why? My, uh, my sister-in-law rented uh, Jack Frost one time because she thought it was the... Uh, was it Michael Keaton? The Michael Keaton movie. It, oh, it, it, oh, yeah. But she picked up the horror movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Henry Rollins plays the, the the hockey coach in that movie. <laughs> oh, nice. I've, I've never seen it. Now I have to. Yeah, you have to watch it because Henry Rollins is in it. The yeah. running joke is that that's my husband's dad because he looks exactly <laughs> like him. He looks exactly like Henry Rollins. It's weird. Who does? John. No, he doesn't. If he shaves his head, if he shaves his head and shaves his beard, yes, he does. And okay, stands and on now, one leg in the corner. Now, <laughs> in the dark. John, shave your head and your beard. I want to see this because I don't believe it right okay. now. But I just get told that I look like every fat white guy that's ever been in a movie. Like oh. I'm not touching that, dude. You, you look like you look like Kevin Smith. You look like Ethan Suppley. You look like John Goodman. You look like John Belushi. You don't look like any of those people. I understand that. <laughs> I really do. For, for you, you look at a younger picture of you. You you do look like uh, you look like a, a skinny John Belushi. I do. I do have a bit of Belushi. That one I'll give yeah. you. And there was there was a ten minute period in 
uh, the, the early 2010 era where I looked an awful lot like country singer Zach Brown. <laughs> okay. I, I could see that one. Can we but, just, uh, can we just agree to call to make a biopic about the Belushi brothers called a bit of Belushi? Please. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. I need that. I, so, so we already have wired the movie about the interesting Belushi. I don't think we need a sequel. We don't need anything else. <laughs> you don't have to be involved in this project. I'm going to do it but, regardless. But he's in one of my favorite movies, Real Men. Well, yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. That's <laughs> where I got one of my aliases from. Which, which one? Bob Wilson. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Just got to bring the glass of water to the aliens. That's right. <laughs> Is this one of the many uh, email addresses that you have? Is that... Um... It <laughs> might be. <laughs> I'm going to quit bringing beverages. <laughs> I just need to learn to turn your microphone off when I see you taking a, a quick drink there. Yeah, so. for real. I tell you what, uh, it's been a good show this week, and I appreciate uh, everybody being here and tossing some some cool things out. I've got some things I'm going to hold over until next week to, to talk about just a little bit. Uh, I did want to, again, uh, give a shout-out to the Facebook page at uh, AU Radio podcast be sure and check that out and also uh getting a few emails sent our direction podcast at advunderground.com and i'm thinking about having a contest Ooh, Ooh. like it liking the idea like stay tuned listeners yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm working on something working like on it. something yeah and that's a tease and i <laughs> I don't have a story to go along with that. <laughs> you probably do. You're just not going to tell it. Just not going to tell it. Nope, just not. Um, good show this week. Appreciate everybody being here, and um, nice to see everybody. Katie, thank you. As always, thanks for having me. Yeah. Travis? <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. I just, I just deered in the headlights. <laughs> That was the best. Thank, thing. thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Good night. I'll be here for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. You did good. You talked the whole episode. Ah, sweetness, George. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Yeah, yeah. You gotta realize you can't nod, and it's uh, yeah. It's not a visual medium. Yeah. yeah. Corey, thank you much. No, nah, no problem. Thank you for for helping us produce this every week. Always enjoy it. Always enjoy it. Again, check out uh, podcast at advunderground.com, AU Radio Podcast on the Facebook page, and love to hear your comments, and we will see you next week. It's AU Radio. You've been listening to AU Radio. Music is provided by bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio is a production of Adventures Underground and G-Wiz Multimedia Productions. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.